The Watership Down podcast is intended for listeners who are familiar with the plot. There will be spoilers. This episode is scripted, recorded, edited and narrated by Neil Fisher. Hello, and welcome to the Watership Down podcast episode 157, in which we will be looking at season 3, episode 5 of the TV series, and episode 31 of the series overall, The Secret of Redstone. This episode is being recorded on a leap year. I merely mention that out of interest, as this may well be the only time that is possible. As I have said before, the natural lifespan of this podcast may be limited, and who knows what I will be doing as a podcaster four years from now. Anyway... Let's see how things are going at Redstone Warren. TV Series Season 3 Episode 5 The Secret of Redstone The 31st episode of the Watership Down TV Series was first broadcast in Canada on the 9th of October 2001. It was written by Mary Crawford and Alan Templeton, and its German title was Woundwort in a Trap. There will be a link to the episode in the notes. This episode begins with a recap of episode 5 of season 2, The Stand, in which Cowslip attempted to use Woundwort to destroy the newly refounded Redstone Warren as it had been populated with rabbits from his warren. This recap is presented in sepia tones, which one suspects are partly used to conceal the difference in the look of the characters between seasons one and two and the third series. It also hints that what lies ahead may involve Redstone and Woundwort. After the opening titles, we are immediately with Campion in Woodland as he hears a gunshot. He runs into the trees. Then we see the watership down Owsler running along the canal. More gunshots, and we see the lower half of a human walking along the canal with a large bag and chain slung over his shoulder. Hazel orders the Owsler to scatter and meet up at Redstone Warren. As they run into undergrowth, the man raises a shotgun and fires at them. It has been an eventful opening to the episode. Pipkin and Blackberry escape together. In the background we see the Redstone Warren of Season 3, which now resembles a fully formed stone circle with a dolman at its centre. Pipkin begins to ask Blackberry why humans are so awful to rabbits, but she places a paw over his mouth. We hear growling nearby. As they hide, a fox passes close by. It is clearly hunting. They wonder what has happened to Redstone. Hazel and Primrose join them, followed by Bigwig and Fiverr. Hazel says to stay sharp until they find out what is going on. As they arrive at Redstone, they are greeted by Hickory and Marigold, who seem to have swapped colouring for season three, Hickory now being the darker of the two. Hickory is also no longer voiced by Kiefer Sutherland, who was by now playing Jack Bauer in season one of 24, a bit of a career change to say the least. Hickory and Marigold say that Redstone has fallen on hard times and that it is best to get underground before explaining. As they make their way underground, Hickory and Marigold tell the Watership Down Rabbits about the man who stalks the woods hunting and setting traps, and that the Alil have returned. But they still prefer this to the Warren of the Shining Wires. A small distance away, in Woodland Dow, are Woundwort and Vervain. Woundwort has been detecting rabbit tracks everywhere, but Vervain points out that the only Warren nearby is the abandoned Plague Warren of Redstone. 
Woundwort has his doubts about that with all these tracks. Redstone might be worth another visit. Vervain's questioning of this provokes Woundwort into insisting Vervain take the lead, which promptly results in his ending up caught by the leg and hanging from a tray in a trap. Woundwort asks if Vervain still questions his wisdom. The answer, in exchange for being set free, is obvious. Underground at Redstone, Primrose is telling the Warren the story of the defeat of Ephrafa. Blackberry adds sadly that the price was the loss of Campion. Marigold says she will never forget him, even though she never met him. Pipkin, who knows Campion is alive and is sworn to secrecy, sighs, and Hazel asks him if something is wrong. He says no. Bigwig says they need to get going if they're going to get back to Watership Down before it gets too dark. Above ground, Hazel begins to ask Hickory and Marigold whether they prefer to come back to Watership Down, but the offer is declined. They cannot keep running away from their problems. With good wishes and a standing offer of help, the rabbits of Watership Down leave. In the woods near Redstone, Bigwig suddenly stops, causing a rabbit pile up behind him. He has smelled something that should not be there. The clear scent of Campion. But this cannot be. Blackberry sadly smells the scent as well. Pipkin tries to introduce the possibility that Campion isn't dead, but Bigwig cuts him off, warning what this could mean. They all saw Campion die. This scent could be from what Bigwig calls a shadow. And if a living rabbit meets a shadow, then the black rabbit comes for them. An alarmed Hazel tells them all to move. But Blackberry blocks Pipkin's way as the others go. She knows he knows something. In one go, Pipkin blurts out everything he knows about Campion. Blackberry, in shock, leaves him. At Redstone, the rabbits are being menaced by a weasel that is threatening to come underground. Hickory starts giving orders for a last stand against it, involving collapsing runs and getting the young rabbits into deeper burrows. We see the weasel above ground preparing to attack. Then, suddenly, a huge rabbit is upon it. The sounds of the struggle from above terrify the redstone rabbits, but as they end, a low voice from above asks if he may enter the warren. Hickory asks if he is a rabbit. The large rabbit, entering the run, introduces himself as Wheatstock. His smaller companion is named Chaff. These names imply something that is actually of use as food and the waste material that blows away in the wind. Hickory welcomes these lessil, or wandering rabbits, to the warren. After all, they have just been saved by them. Wheatstock says how very nice it is to be welcomed in this way. Chaff also smiles. The watership down rabbits are making their way along the canal in the dark. Blackberry is missing, and Pipkin has told the rest of them about Campion. Primrose says Campion is welcome at watership down. It doesn't make sense. But Pipkin says he is not the rabbit they once knew. Hazel tells Primrose, Fiverr and Pipkin to get back to Watership Down. He and Bigwig will remain behind to take care of things. Bigwig asks how they will do that. By blundering on as usual is Hazel's response. Bigwig seems reassured. At Redstone, Vervain, or rather Chaff, is complaining about not having enough room in the small burrow they have been given. He doesn't understand why Wheatstock or Woundwort, doesn't just smash the redstone owlsler. But Woundwort has learned a lesson. 
he is going to persuade the rabbits of Redstone to want him as their leader rather than just fear him. Vervain continues to complain about lack of space in the warren, so Woundwart throws him out, laughing. You get the distinct feeling that Woundwart's benevolence will only last as long as it has to. It is morning. Blackberry wakes up, having spent the night above ground. Back at Redstone, Wheatstock approaches Hickory and Marigold. The grass, which is all they have to eat, has soured. Wheatstock asks about flayrar, or good quality food stolen from humans, but the nearest source is too far away and too much of a risk. He also asks about guards, if they are so worried about a lil. Hickory points out the guards who are eating a few yards away. Hickory says he told them to watch, but they must have got hungry. Wheatstock goes up to them and motivates them to get back on to guard duty by threatening to tear their ears off. He suggests he is acting on Hickory's instructions. For some reason, as a side note, Wheatstock's accent has become a little Americanized at this point, with the use of rhotic R's. Is he trying to fit in in a warren where this seems to be the standard accent? Wheatstock suggests to Hickory that they find Flayra. Hickory is nervous of the man coming along with his fire stick or gun, but Wheatstock just says living with fear is a choice. Hickory tells Marigold he had better go. She looks on sceptically. Something isn't right about this. Hazel wakes Bigwig. Blackberry still hasn't returned to where they have waited for her, presumably the last place where they saw her. They need to search for her. As soon as they break cover, they see the man on the other side of the canal. Taking cover again, they watch him setting traps. Bigwig says he wishes he were were a dog sometimes, so he could bite men like him. They are shocked to see another man approach along the canal on a bike. This one is wearing a strange pointed helmet, dark blue clothes and is whistling a tune. He is the embodiment of the image of a British police constable from around the time Wardship Down was written. Seeing him, the poacher takes cover in the trees. Bigwig comments that humans don't even seem to like each other. Blackberry is making her way through woodland. She comes to a steep rock face, which she scrambles up. She, she is clearly following a scent. At the top, she sees a fresh paw print. It is Campion's. She calls his name. The raiding party from Redstone have reached an abandoned farm where there is little flayrar to be found. Hickory questions why Chaff calls Wheatstock Sir all the time. It's a bit odd. Wheatstock explains he saved Chaff's life once. He's a bit soft in the head as a result. He spots a pathway and asks where it leads. Hickory says it leads to the roundabout that we last encountered in Season 2, Episode 2. When he mentions how many Hrududus there are there, and as a point of lapine pedantry he should have said Hrududil, Woundwort is off immediately towards the roundabout. Reaching the roundabout, Wheatstock watches the vehicles with no fear as his two companions cower. He spots a lorry carrying vegetables and, laughing, says he has solved their hunger problem for good. He orders Chaff to fetch everyone able-bodied from the warren on the double. Suddenly, Chaff isn't looking so soft-headed. In fact, Vervain has suddenly adopted the air of a capable second-in-command. Bigwig and Hazel are tracking Blackberry, but there is a problem. They realise the man is also heading in the same direction. At the roundabout, Wheatstock starts giving orders, then remembers to seek the approval of Hickory Ra. Marigold says they are very bossy for a pair of newcomers, but Wheatstock insists he is merely an advisor. 
Without hesitation, Wheatstock runs out into the road in the path of an approaching truck. He screams defiance at the driver, saying, My tribe is hungry, and the truck desperately steers to avoid him, turning over on its side in the process. It skids to a halt just in front of Chaff, who faints. Carrots and turnips have been spilled right across the road. The driver, who is unhurt, gets out of the cab and, with a British accent straight out of Mary Poppins, waves down the next car. Woundwort orders the rabbits to take all they can carry. Hickory backs this up, and Wheatstock fawningly compliments him on how well his plan worked. He adds that he hopes he played his part well enough. Marigold orders the recovering chaff to get some carrots. He seems a bit overwhelmed. Campion stops in his tracks as he hears a gunshot, followed by Blackberry shouting, Frith, protect me. The Redstone raiding party hear more gunshots. Bigwig and Hazel have reached the top of the rocky slope. As the gunshots continue, Bigwig asks if they should head towards or away from them. Hazel points out that Blackberry's tracks lead towards them. Bigwig says how well Hazel's plan to blunder along is coming together. As Blackberry runs for her life, the man takes aim at her and fires. She reaches a stream and hides in an almost barrow-like hollow, terrified. The raiding party reach Redstone, and Hickory comments on how Wheatstock has solved their food problem. If only he could solve their man problem. Instantly, and to Chaff's horror, Wheatstock obeys and is gone, ordering Chaff to join him. Vervain asks Woundwort what on earth he is doing. This is met by a deluded rant from the still-running Woundwort. Nothing can kill him, natural or unnatural. Marigold tells Hickory he must send these newcomers away. There is something seriously wrong with them. But Hickory says Wheatstock has been the saviour of Redstone. Marigold is seeing past this. She says he could be its destroyer. Blackberry cowers in the hollow on the river bank. The man is approaching, poking a stick into any place along the bank where an animal might be hiding. Woundwort and Vervain are approaching, following the scent of the man. He reaches the place where Blackberry is hiding. The stick is poked right at Blackberry. She is moments away from being caught. Woundwort and Vervain step on a trap nearby and are caught up in a net and sprung up into the air. The man hears this and runs towards his trap, laughing to himself. Woundwort has technically saved Blackberry. In the hollow, Blackberry hears Campion say she can come out now. We briefly see the scarred side of his face. Blackberry is delighted to see him, but Campion tells her she must go now. Blackberry says she loves him but Campion insists she loves someone else who died in the caverns beneath Watership Down. He cannot even look at her and just stares at his reflection in the stream. Blackberry says his scars are marks of honour, to which Campion responds that he is different inside now. He has been touched by the Black Rabbit of Inlay. He does his bidding. Blackberry is shocked by this, but Campion insists he must find Woundwort and stop him, and he must do it alone. And with that, he is gone. Blackberry says, never. Exactly what Campion was trying to avoid. We see the poacher walking along the canal. A sack is slung over his shoulder. The sack is moving, and from within it we hear Woundwort ranting indignantly at this treatment. This cannot be his destiny. Vervain, perhaps finding his bravery at last in the face of certain death, calls Woundwort a raving lunatic. 
his thinking he can fight humans has finally gone too far. Woundwort tries threatening him into silence, but it doesn't work. In fact, he adds that Woundwort is a babbling idiot. But then we hear a human voice. It is the clichéd police constable we saw earlier, whose entire beat seems to be the canal. He even says, hello, 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 to the poacher. The sack containing the two rabbits is dropped to the ground. The constable calls Woundwort an ugly one and tells both rabbits to shoo or go away. The two freed rabbits watch as the poacher is led away under arrest. Woundwort says that his destiny has prevailed. He then turns his attention to Vervain and the things he said in the sack. Vervain is abject, saying he only said those things out of fear. He asks if Woundwort will hold them against him. The answer, as they leave the canal, is yes. Hazel and Bigwig find Blackberry. They ask if she saw Campion. Not the one she knew, she says sadly. He is lost and far away. But she will find him, and bring him home if it takes forever. Hazel and Bigwig look at each other sadly. The three of them set off back to Watership Down. Is it canon? The title of this episode is confusing, as the only secret revealed in it, that Campion is still alive, just happens to happen near Redstone, and it is this event that I have chosen for the episode image. The German title is even stranger, as it refers to an event at the end of the episode, the trapping of Woundwort. Or is the German for Woundwort in a trap close enough to Woundwort sets a trap to make the title ironic? Not from what I can see on Google Translate. Any comments from German speakers would be welcome. In any case, obviously we are not dealing with anything canon in this episode. Although watching Woodwort starting the process of taking over a warren is interesting, even though the process was considerably more brutal in the novel. Somehow, though, Woundwort the trickster doesn't quite feel right. For me, though, his and Campion's brief foray in a poacher's sack is worth it for the comedy value alone, and this is the only time ever that my sympathies have lain with a rabbit poacher. As an illustration of this Woundwort's increasing disconnection from reality, it is perfect, and Vervain's freely expressed opinions of his master are a joy to hear. However, the shock of being caught by a human seems to have the effect of refocusing Woundwort on what he was trying to do at Redstone, unfortunately for them. So, canon? No. An interesting part of this narrative? Absolutely. Next time, the Ephaphorization of Redstone begins and Kihar returns with his new mate. Mm -hmm.